Joe is here today and we're going to talk about intentional networking and the next book that's out in, first week. on January 20th. Well, just January first week 2020. of January. Yeah, January 2020. It's, which uh, is coming right up. Yeah. Joe, t- let's actually talk about that right away. What are you excited about with that new book publication? Well, the, the title of that book is Grow Your Network, Grow Your Business. In that order. Uh, yep, just like that. And it, I'm really excited about it. The first book that I wrote, uh, Intentional Networking, uh, was really well received. And I think you may have read it yourself. Absolutely. And, uh, and so what I felt was that I am not a one-trick pony, and I don't want people to get confused with that. Uh, networking is a really integral part of how I've grown my business for years, you know, for 25 to 30 years in sales. That being said, I also utilize many other aspects of sales and marketing. And so that's what Grow Your Network, Grow Your Business is about. It's about the other areas that I utilize when it comes to sales, whether it's cold calling, which a lot of people hate, uh, social media, uh, the, you know, utilizing your current network to grow your business, whatever it is. And then I also have an, a, a whole section called More Intentional Networking that, that builds on the, uh, the other book. And it, but it's, it's just it's a lot of areas that, uh, that I feel are not touched on. I'm all about relationship marketing. So when you do a cold call, my belief is that if this is somebody that could be an A prospect for you, you don't just end it right there. We have to get out of that transactional mindset and get more into the relationship mindset. How can we do that today when everything is at warp speed, information coming at us like never before? Just going back to intentional networking, I love that concept. Mm -hmm. However, people get into it and I'm going to be intentional because I need to meet these, as you call them, A prospects to potentially win some business. They're not trying to close it on the first deal, let's say. Or B, they're in some kind of business, career, life transition and they need to get a certain amount of key decision makers, at least on their side or at least having a rapport with them would be better than not. Right. Uh, But how, how can you be intentional today when everything that's coming at you appears like a sales pitch. We're getting it on LinkedIn, we're getting it on social media. Anyone who wants to contact us, it feels like a sales pitch before you even speak. Right. How can we be att- intentional and effective? Well, uh, so my the first thing I would say is that we always want to be as authentic as we possibly can be. Uh, just, you know, be, don't, don't placate people. Don't try to. Don't say what they want to hear. Be honest. Be tell them what who you really are, what you're about. Uh, except when it comes to politics, religions, and sex. <laughs> but but be honest with people. Uh, if you can't deliver, don't say yeah. We're going to be able to deliver that just to get the sale. Don't don't promise things you can't deliver on. Be authentic. So that being said, I, I do want to. T- you said something that was great about the warp speed. We're moving at warp speed, and we're trying to lay as many seeds as possible, uh, moving as fast as we can. That's the internet, uh, just dropping as many seeds as we can. However, when somebody expresses even the slightest bit of interest. 
you need to be you need to be able to stop for that that doesn't mean you don't keep moving forward with all the other, with everything else you're doing but you need to visually I'm, I'm trying to visualize this like moving a million miles and like superman as fast as i can but there you need to be able to stop for that brief second and and focus all your attention on that individual so where while are we still having, moving forward where are we having these conversations now so I am a believer in in one on one conversations. So yes, we're going to connect with people through social media. Yes, we're going to connect with people uh, through email marketing. We're going to connect with people through mail marketing because that's far from dead. If anything, I believe it's going to make a resurgence. Uh, just do the research. You'll see that the research says that mail marketing. Paper M A I L M A I L marketing <laughs> yes. is making a resurgence. Do the research okay. on it, and and so the but all of that when somebody does show even the slightest bit of interest, it is our responsibility to to now engage with that person to re-engage with them. All right, what if I'm listening to this and I'm not in sales? I really don't like the sales part of this. I'm uncomfortable with that. But I need to make key connections for my business as an executive in the community. Maybe I'm doing some kind of stealthy insurgence into another field or wanting to explore uh, new, like new relationships in a business that I may have an interest in. How do I do this the right way with perhaps some of that sales part of it, but I don't want to feel like a salesperson? So I'm going to use as a great example, uh, and I hope she doesn't mind, but my wife. Uh, You're who newly married? My newly married oh, wife. Oh, she won't mind, yeah. Yeah. She is the complete opposite of a salesperson, okay? But she is a freelance uh, writer. She does a lot of writing for sustainability, the environment, uh, and such. So she, what she does is she does a lot of work on LinkedIn. She uses LinkedIn, and she posts really good content out there. She's putting a lot of content out there, but she is none of it is salesy, zero salesy, just giving information. However, if somebody responds and expresses an interest in anything she, she says, then what she does is she will in turn respond to them and say, hey, I would, it would be nice to have a conversation with you to hear more about your ideas. Especially if they say, hey, I, if they agree or disagree with her, she will say, I'd, like to, I'd be interested in having a conversation with you to, to just learn more about you and what you're, you know, what you're thinking. And from there, she takes it offline to telephone calls. That's my big thing. If we can get people on the phone or get them face-to-face, belly-to-belly, that is where the relationship gets built. It's very rare... Now, I know meetup.com will disagree with us that you can't develop a relationship uh, online. But that being said, for the most part, you, you're not going to develop those relationships online unless we eventually get it offline to the telephone or in person. You said your wife is the opposite of a salesperson. Absolutely. How is she comfortable with this methodology? Because she feels like the invitation's 
been open when they've responded to her content? Is that enough for her to get her over the mental hump of saying, I don't want to be in sales, I don't want to be feel transactional about At this? At that point, what she wants to do is she just wants to learn, you know, exchange ideas. She's truly ideas. in that discovery period, almost yes. like a journalist. Right. She's exchanging ideas. Has that helped her business? Very much. She doubled her her business uh, in 2019. All right. So yeah. that's that's what you would define as intentional networking. What are people doing now in general going out, quote, just now? I'm networking. I'm going to be out networking. Yeah. Versus Joe Navarra's intentional networking. And then I'd like you to follow up a little bit on how you grow your network and grow your business. Right. A la the new book. So the as far as intentional networking is concerned, the there is... So if you're like somebody like uh, our friend Neil Isaacs, okay, he's a great example. He does a lot of networking. He's building his name, building his brand out there, okay? Now, there are certain networking events where Neil goes, and I do the same thing, where we know that this is strictly for there are people that we know, like, trust there, but they're probably not going to give us much business. Then there are specific networking events that we might go to or organizations that we're part of where we know there are people here who will have a need for our services or will know people who have a need for our services. Higher influencers, perhaps. Correct. So Correct. Let's, let's, let's fast forward and put you in a situation like that, like you talked about, Neil, et cetera. You're at a, let's say it's a major paid-for it costs something, right. so it's not just everybody's not there, which I don't have a problem with those big events either. They can sure. be fun. However, this is a pretty exclusive event. Maybe it's, uh, let's say, medical leaders of the Triangle or North Perfect. Carolina, yeah. and it's $40. It's an evening event. Mm -hmm. How would you work that versus, quote, just showing up at a networking event? How can I be intentional there and get good results? Okay. Well, uh if you're a marketing company that you're, and the, your niche happens to be the medical industry, okay, well then what you want to do is when you go there, you want to be uh, engaging in conversations with people that are the decision makers. Uh, now, the first thing I would do if, I would, if, they're, if it's available is I would look to see who, has, uh, who is going to this event first. The second thing I would do is I would look to see who are the sponsors for this event. Sponsors, the reason why is because while some sponsors, uh, you don't want to go, uh, go and engage with the marketing sponsor of the event, but if the other sponsors, they are also going after the same target client you are, obviously. Uh, so now there's an opportunity for potential referral partnerships. Okay, or they will know who the players are in the room because they're paying already to sponsor there. They'll know the people that you want to engage with. But my first thing I would do is look at the guest list and see who is going to be there. Do a little bit of research through LinkedIn uh, and see, uh, you know, if this is somebody you want to that you can engage that you want to engage with. That's interesting because I know a lot of people will go out and network. They go to maybe, quote, the right event, mm -hmm. but there's zero pre-networking to it. They're just right. proud of themselves, perhaps, for making it to this event. Right. 
They're a little bit harried when they get there. They're in a rush. They know key decision makers, but they've done none of this pre-work. Right. So you highly recommend pre-work. Yes, and also... Regardless of what your background is, whether you're in from career transition to executive stealthy networking, same thing? Yeah. So uh, the I'm going to use one particular organization as an example, the AENC, uh, Association Executives of North Carolina. And so Maddie, uh, she is the, uh, she runs the show, we'll say. You know, she's not the executive director, but she puts like on the, the event. like the event planning exactly. guru. Right. So you, she is the person. If you're going to an AENC event, you want to you want to ask Maddie, who are the people I want to talk to for my specific business? This is what I'm looking for. Who are the people I want to talk to? And my guess is, and my experience has been, Maddie will say, you'd, I believe you'd want to talk to this person, this person, and this person. So you've developed a relationship with her or Correct. someone like her at key organizations. Yes. So that's helped you better network while you're there. You don't right. just pay the 40 bucks. And just show up and, and throw show up. up and <laughs> just throwing up on everybody Got you it. meet, you know, hoping that you're hitting a target. So you're, wow, you're that intentional about it. I want to go back to something you said because we hear it a lot, this word authentic. Mm-hmm. What does Joe Navarro mean by authentic? Be your authentic self? Because people yeah. have a mental battle about that. I know from... Just quickly, from your point of view, reading and being around you and going, attending your awesome events, I know you're very open about your background, who you are, where you're coming from. There, there's, there's not a lot of mystery, in a way, to right. you. And you find that that works with people. People really resonate with that. I certainly do. But I think it's hard for people to go, I can't be as, quote, authentic right. as Joe Navarra. People have walls. A lot of people have how, how walls do, up. How yeah. can anyone who's out there be authentic, more authentic? Yeah, well, that's a really great question, and the I can speak. You know, if I was working with somebody one on one, I can t- I can tell them uh, I could be more, I could help them to be more authentic. Let's put it that way. And I'm going to give a good example. So I had this gal that I met with uh, two weeks ago, and she is uh, fairly new in real estate and commercial real estate. She's been doing it for about a year, uh, and I hope she's listening. To, she listens to this. So she has, she's really struggled. And the big struggle she's had is, is being able to differentiate herself with her competition. She was trying That's a to, dilemma for almost everyone, yes, isn't it? Yes. So she was trying really hard to, to say the right things that you would want to hear to hire her, whether to sell her property or to help uh, for her to help you find a property. What I had to explain to her, what I showed, helped her work, what we worked on together, which you do this with people in career situations. What I did with her was, here are your differentiators. And we went through what was her background. So this is a very, whether it's a, it's a business that you work with whether and I work with, I find it's a very individualized kind of process. The authenticity isn't something, if, if you just presented it to her, hey, this is what's authentic. Right. You have to right. it's dig different that for out everybody. so people yes. don't come across as inauthentic and kind of phony. Right. Which a lot of, that's a complaint I hear from a lot of people at networking events. Yeah, I met this person was in sales and they're selling this, but they're pitching to them constantly. And you're saying maybe change that mental 
thought process. Yeah, you know, talk, what is your background? Who, who, what made you who you are today? So for her, her background was that she was a nurse, uh, a nurse's assistant for That's 20 unique. plus years. That's unique. Then she was also, she ran a large medical office for 15 years. So here's a person that has such experience with dealing with people and organization. She, she was really strong in organization, and my thing that I wanted her to focus on, that I pointed out to her to focus on moving forward, is her compassion. Hmm. So that's something you really had to bring out and find. Yes. And that was, uh, you authentically found that. You didn't just impose that upon Absolutely her. Absolutely not. So Through that's the key process. Her, I asked her a million questions. Right. And all of a sudden I could see the big light bulb go over, go, you know, pop up over her head uh, that, that she got it. And let's say you're working with an enterprise, a company. They need to kind of come to that as well. If they're out trying to present their brand or their people are out networking. It's an individualized thing, but what's what is it authentic about the company that they're presenting that might be a little different? Exactly. Too. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, what is the company's mission? What is the company's vision? Uh, and and do the individuals who are working there do they uh, adhere to that? Because that is could be a good opportunity for somebody that's working in marketing, in sales, that they could find out that they actually, I don't hold the same vision as what uh, this, you know, XYZ company has. Now, either that can happen. They can see maybe their their vision to their to the company's vision has been misdirected, and they they need to get that more in alignment. Uh, but that that is something where if people need to really make that match. Uh, this could be. To me, this is a kind of a breakthrough mindset because to be intentional, like intentional networking, your book on that, to grow your network and grow your business, to get to those real places, I think that's the complaint I hear from a lot of people. So what, how can they become more like that? It will probably change their perspective on intentional and pro productive networking if mm -hmm. they get to that real place themselves. But if yeah. they're going out pitching, how would they feel any different? Just pitch, pitch, pitch. Right. So it's it almost changes their mindset about networking. Yeah, and, and I do believe, you know, I'm going to say, I do believe that you do have, we all have to have some level of a script in our mind that we're kind of going to. Mm -hmm. What are our, our talking points? What are our, you, you have to have, you, you want to know what it is you're going to talk about. You want to know, you want to know your products. You want to know your services. You want to be able to, if somebody asks you, a specific, like I was in the printing industry for almost 30 years. So if somebody asked me about the, you know, offset printing versus, you know, uh, you know, well, we'll say sheet-fed printing versus web printing, I could I get into it and explain that, you know, think of a newspaper versus a, you know, a, you know, a booklet or something, and I can explain the two differences, or full color versus black and white. I can get into the differences. So you make sure that you come across as a subject matter expert in some senses Correct. when you go out. And you there are things that when, when you're listening to you in a networking situation, you, you might want to hit a couple of those points. It's okay to be intentional right. about that. That's not staged, memorized mm -hmm. pitches. 
to make that authentic, I think is that's a lot of the hard work that we sometimes have to do with individuals who want to make it more. Yeah, and I don't want to waste. And I don't want to waste your time. I want if you ask me a question, I want to be able to answer the question uh, appropriately. Well, let's do something. Maybe a little curveball here. I know you're ready for anything that I might throw at you, but let's be at a networking event right now okay. and meet each other for the first time. Okay. And, and maybe just get a sense. Now, this isn't like something where we, someone listening would copy down the, you know, the cadence between us. But let's just go go for it. Uh, do you want me to start or you start? Well, why don't I start? I'll, uh, hey, John, uh, I see your name tag. <laughs> hey, yeah, John, it's yeah. nice to meet you. Uh, I'm Joe Navarra. Joe, good to meet you. I just, uh, it's my first time here. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, we're, uh, I've just joined the, the Raleigh Chamber of Commerce. Seems like a really nice organization. Have you been a member for long? I off and on. Been a member, then not a member. Now I'm back. I, I really came to this executive uh, uh, C-suite perspective oh, yeah. this morning yeah, yeah. To, to get a little bit of a sense of uh, who's in the community right. and, and I thought that's what I did as well yeah, yeah. So, but I just don't know that many people here and, I, and of course it's been a long time since I've been out to one of these C-suite type events. Uh, is this you've been coming here a lot, or? Well, this is my first time to the C-suite event, uh, and I, I'm trying to meet uh, some influencers and other C-suite executives. Uh, what is what was your hope for coming here today when you came here? Uh, uh, good question. I, I wanted to meet a, a couple of people who are in the biotech industry, uh, who I know will be uh, recognized this morning with the speaker who's here from from uh, RTP. Uh, okay. And you know, I just—I don't think they're here right now. But I think being in being around these folks, that that's right. kind of the the group of people or the type of people I need to meet. So biotech is the industry that you generally focus on. Is that your the market, or what do you work in? What do you do? Uh, well, I do I do career services outplacement consulting, oh, okay. HR consulting, and in certain areas, and um, talent acquisition consulting. So. How I think those people are it? inundated with yeah. people in the field. It's just I'd like to, yeah, because that's a, such a fast-growing area. I think there's a number of ways we can help those companies. I just don't know quite how to introduce myself. Oh, uh, okay. Well, how long have you been doing this, uh, the career placement? Oh, over 20 years now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just don't get out it a lot because, <laughs> okay, um, you know, I'm very focused on the the business at hand. Yeah, but I think. Coming into 2020, I really want to make a push for that. So networking is fairly new to you. I mean, new in this way, yeah. at this high level. What have you been doing, and what have you done in the past to to bring in business? Well, I think just a lot of referrals, a lot of just oh, okay. the people that I've already known who know of us sure. are warmly. We get referred. Yeah. And I think just maybe a little, not really a lot of advertising. Now we're just being more focused on our networking. Yeah. And what is your? Did you? I see that your business is partly about networking. Oh yeah, well I uh, I speak on networking. I do coaching on networking. Oh, and I, I also right I a book, yeah I have a book called Intentional Networking. Uh, well, that, help me do that. Yeah, well um, that's what, let's uh, so let me ask you another question if you don't mind. Where is you, the the placement that you're doing is it mostly local or are you national? What do you placement, focus outplacement. on? Outplacement. We do outplacement work uh, globally, really. Uh, all but what about you personally? How do you? What you? What do you benefit most from? Uh, I think just key relationships with decision makers in. Uh, whether it's biotech or, or the community. All right, right, let's go off script here. Yeah. That was pretty good. Here's the cool thing from my experience. I don't know if listeners got this. I sure got this. Is I didn't realize how much time you were taking to ask me about me. Right. 
And what I you, wanted to come back to you because you were you trying say? to ch you were trying to turn the conversation uh -huh. to me, and I wasn't done learning more about <laughs> you. And that's that's something that a lot of people will do uh, is they get uncomfortable because they they, they, they realize get, it's all it's been about me. Right. I want to give something back or right, ask you something. Right. Right. And I but I want to see how I want to see how what I can do to help you. And here's a great thing that you just pointed. A lot of people, they're like waiting for that opportunity to, to pounce. Like, come on, ask me a question about me. Ask me a question about me. But if you can keep trying to pull from that individual with authenticity, being authentic about it, uh, I wanted to learn everything I could about this individual that I was just talking to. Because what I want to see in the long run is if I can uh, make a connection for them. Nice. Well, I just thought that, I thought that was excellent, and you're even if you don't have a, a New York, New Jersey accent, you can <laughs> you can you can be inquisitive naturally about people. I mean, you did you were comfortable bringing up at the last part about your work, mm -hmm. but you didn't have a problem which is focusing on me. Now, the again, the interesting thing was I'm sure time passed, but it didn't seem like it. Mm -hmm. So thank you. You're welcome. That was, that was good, whether I knew it or not. <laughs> uh, well, let's just start wrapping up here. But I think this has been really helpful, just having a conversation with you. It's, it's, it's comfortable. I know you have an agenda. But, again, it, I don't feel like I've, I've got to perform. I don't feel like I've, I better show a certain thing. Or I didn't ever see you looking at your watch when you were talking to me. How do we – and I, part of what intrigues me about your approach is that you're okay with focusing on one person at a time. Yeah. Like that just, that sometimes gets uncomfortable because I think people almost count in networking how many cards they bring home. Right. You don't mind going deep. Yeah. I, I mean, a little deeper for a quality relationship. That's, you know, and I'll tell you, the a person that I would encourage some of your readers, whether they're looking for a position at a company what, or if they're in some sort of a sales or marketing uh, position, one particular book, or actually I'm going to mention two books, sure. but it's by the same author, is, uh, is Bob Berg. Uh, he has two phenomenal books. The first one is uh, Endless Referrals, which is a very dense book on relationship marketing. Okay, It's very dense. I call it the, the the best textbook out there for relationship marketing. Then his follow-up book to that is The Go-Giver, which he has written multiple Go-Giver books. But if you can just read that first one, and then you can leave, read the other ones if you want. You don't have the to. the first one that has the foundation. That first one is the foundation to, to relationship marketing. It's a story. So it's an easier-to-read book. The uh, Those two books... Anybody that wants to have a really strong relationship marketing, um, you know, presence to their business, those two books will help. And then, if you want to read my two books, following that, I think that it'll only help you a little more. Well, let's let's end up with this, Joe. You you are an authentic dude. What? was a turning point for you in growing your your confidence personally into this being comfortable in your own skin being comfortable networking having your own business now after being 
corporate and entrepreneurial. What's a little, what can we learn a little bit more about you and where you came from? And then yeah. we'll finish with that. So the, what I'm going to say is that I did. I owned, uh, after I had been in printing and real estate for many years, I had the opportunity to purchase my own printing company. It was an existing company. <laughs> Excuse me. Purchased it right before the recession. Perfect timing, Jeff. Perfect timing. I have really good timing. And, you know, I learned a ton during those five and a half years that I had it. In the end, had to close the doors, had to file bankruptcy. That's just, you know, that happens. I know I'm not the only one. I filed bankrupt, closed my business on July 1st of 2013, uh, did my first speaking engagement on July 3rd of 2013. That was not necessarily my turning point because when you're going into bankruptcy, there's a lot of shame that comes with it, can come with it. Uh, and it. And a lot did come with that for me. So my first year was of be trying, now I'm in trying to teach people how to become relationship marketing experts on their own. And at the same time, I had this bankruptcy hanging over my head. The turning point came for me when I found when I saw that people didn't care. People understood. Uh, there, it, it was actually Bill Davis, a friend of mine, Bill Davis uh, from Team Nimbus, who said to me that um, the bankruptcy is there as a tool. Yeah. So the Bill Davis, who is a friend of mine. What he had said to me was that the laws for bankruptcy are there to protect and to help business owners that that are in trouble. And you know, there were there. I wasn't the only one during that period that was in trouble. And I had to. When he said that it's a tool to protect me and to help me, it, it was really it was an eye opener for me that uh, I wasn't the only person that had that happen to me. And I didn't need to feel that shame. I was bringing that shame on myself because I cared about the people, the other people on the other end of the bankruptcy. Uh, so that really helped me because I did a lot of good during those five and a half years that I owned the business as far as how I grew it, what I was doing to grow the business, uh, the people that I actually helped in the business community. Those were the things I needed to, to focus on. I didn't need to focus on that one particular area that a lot of folks during the, that, that five-year period struggled with as well. Then other folks like uh, Earl Haddon, who taught me more about really digging deep with my current clients, uh, my prospects, how to really dig deep with those folks. That was a big turning point for me as well, working with Earl for a while uh, through coaching. Uh, so it was having really strong uh, people around me, making sure that I had a great uh, network of people feeding into me, that I, and so that I can in turn feed into other people as well. I think today we're so concerned about how we appear, um, failure, if you right. will, that we—it's almost like it's just—it's so devastating for some people. They don't think they can bounce from that. And, and show others. And you've always been very open, at least as long as I've known you, yeah. about uh, the flaws, the cuts, the bruises. And I think that's what makes you who you are. Joe Navarro, thanks for coming out. Intentional Networking and the new book available, I suppose, on Amazon and through... It will be available on Amazon through Kindle and paperback. Grow your network, grow your business. Let's go into 2020 with clear vision. 
glad to have you too, today on the Career Pro Thrilled Podcast. Thrilled to be here. Thank you.